So I know what everybody is thinking, and that is, why do we need another podcast? Well, for me, it's a plethora of reasons, um, but mostly because I need a different way to speak about the things that are on my mind. Um, being a new mom again after almost 11 years and starting a new job where there's been a lot of internal changes and um, getting ready to move and life happening. I just decided that this is the best time to create a different outlet. So here we are. I think that I've been sitting on this idea, sitting on this um, thought process for about, I don't know, like three years. And when I first wanted to, or when I first started having conversations with myself about creating a podcast, um, I had different ideas of where it should go in my mind I was going to come on here and I was going to talk about my childhood and then I was going to come on here and expose uh, some old relationships and then I wanted to talk about how trauma um, just shaped the way that I think and who I am now. Then as time went on and I continued to sit on this idea, it just offered like such a different perspective of what, where my life is, where it was and where it's going. And I think that it's all unknown and we'll just figure it out those things as as we go having those conversations with yourself and just realizing that not every day is a good day but sometimes you still got to show up because there's a lot of things or people relying on you and you don't want to keep losing the best parts of yourself. So where do we start this conversation? A little bit about myself. My name is Ritzy. I am 31 years old. And even as I'm saying that out loud, there's still a bit of a disconnect because I don't feel 31 years old. Um, psychologically. Oh, but I feel it physically. I have a 11 year old um, who I had at 19 and I have a little baby, almost one year old. And both children have experienced me or are experiencing me at different times in my life. 
I can't even begin to describe how I made it through at all. Um, there was like this resiliency almost that came with being forced to be a teen mom, right? Well, nobody forced me, but it was definitely, I put myself, um, I don't want to say last, but I didn't let shit slide at all ever because I had an end goal in mind and nothing was going to stop me from that end goal at that age. Where now that I am married in a and have a wonderful husband and we live in a harmonious partnership and he's extremely supportive of every part of me and our children. Um, so shout out to my husband. Um, but now like the experience of having a one-year-old in this space of awareness is scary. Oh my God. And nobody talks about that. Um, no one talked to me about it anyways. So there may be conversations that were had and I just was not a part of those, but I look back and I think my mother had all four of her children by the time she was in her early twenties and she kind of just went into autopilot for the rest of her life, which we'll talk about at a later time. But No one talks about this fear that comes when you're settled. And I'm not saying settled in like a bad way. I'm saying it in a completely positive manner where you have a career and you have your home and you have your structure and you have children. You aren't aware of where to pull that resiliency from. And I'm not even sure if I'm using that word in the right constant context. I'm not even sure if I'm using the word in the right context, but I am. I just Googled it. Um, but there's a part of me that was so resilient at 19 that... I, I was not scared to be a mom. And now that I'm 31, there's this fear that comes over me, that has come over me over time. Like, am I doing this right? Um, that I didn't have before. And it's very interesting. Uh, it's very interesting to be able to acknowledge that, but still be fearful So starting from the beginning, the name that I chose for, for this project is, and has always been, Dice Mi Mama. Part of the reason that, that I, 
sat with that for this long is because <laughs> oddly enough my mother has a ton of ton of Spanish sayings um coincidentally my brother texted me about half an hour ago now and um he picked up Jaden for a sleepover with his girls they're close to the same age and she loves going over there um because let's be honest my brother has the coolest house in the world well anyways he texts me he says these girls ain't stopped laughing since we got home as your mama would say se les van a congelar los dientes <laughs> laughing my ass off and i said because the way i was fixing my fingers to text you that laughing my ass off and don't forget the pendejos <laughs> and he said could never call them that <laughs> but don't think i didn't think it and i said you have to say it extra credit to yourself to make it funny. And that is just the in a very, very small insight into what it was like growing up with a Latina mother and the many, many, many sayings that she had growing up. And for those of you listening that do not speak Spanish, my mother, rough translation is that my mother would say, your teeth are going to freeze every single time we laughed for too long. It didn't matter if it was the best comedian you know telling you a joke. If we laughed for a second too long, she would tell us, se les van a, la se les van a la los dientes pendejos. We were like five years old, six years old, seven children. And these are the things that she would say to us. We were not allowed to laugh for too long in my mother's house. So I really should have named this project in my mother's house, but so many learning experiences happened inside and outside. Um, and my mom would always just always have something to say. So, dice mi mamá is um, suits this project a lot more. Um, and we'll get into that. I mean, she has shaped me into the woman that I am today, um, whether good or bad. And so, I take her opinion to heart, whether good or bad. And here we go so let's start with our childhood <laughs> about i don't know like 15 minutes 20 minutes outside of la depending on which one of the many freeways that you take to get there um we grew up right on the border of Arlita and Pacoima, right on Terrabella, Terrabella. And that is the first house we ever lived in, an actual house. 
uh, prior to me being born, my parents kind of lived all over the place. Uh, very, very relatable first generation content here. Um, mis papás cuentan que cuando ellos llegaron aquí, uh, mi papá trabajaba en, una, en un yonque de carros, sigue trabajando en un yonque de carros. Y cuenta que el dueño les dio una traila vacía que estaba allí en el yonque, que les decíamos el yonque, para vivir. Ah, mi mamá cuenta que fueron a sacar una cama sucia, vieja, de la basura, un colchón, que como pudieron lo limpiaron con uh, Clorox with bleach. Y en eso dormían los cuatro, mi papá, mis dos hermanos y mi mamá en el yonque. No tenían dónde bañarse, no tenían dónde hacer del baño, no tenían nada, 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 nada. Pero mi papá ahí trabajaba, ganaba dos dólares a la hora <ríe> en ese entonces. <ríe> ganaba dos dólares la hora en Sun Valley. Y ahí empezaron. And then we moved to eventually after moving around a lot, different apartments, different houses. Um, well, back houses, because as any Valley San Fernando native may know, there is a lot of back houses in San Fernando. Um, so that's where they lived. Until they, my aunt, she bought a house and we moved there. Um, and I think my earliest childhood memory of living in that house is probably, I have a few, um, but it's probably my third birthday and wearing these pink medias that my mom bought me and they were so itchy and I got a... That was the first time I ever got a diary. Um, my mom's comadre, she gave me a diary. And I remember writing my secrets in there. And it was really the colors. I was learning to write my colors in school. And I was writing them there. Um, so that that's my earliest memory in that house. Uh, my sister and I, we used to share a room. And the house had, technically the house only had two, two rooms and a, one bathroom that connected this back room that was built. That wasn't really a room, but it was built. And my brothers slept in there with my cousin and, um, our house had a back house and my uncle lived there with his wife, my aunt, and their five children. So technically we were like a household of 11 people sharing one property. And that was the American dream at the time, you know, to be just first generation American, you gotta see it through. We did not live in the best neighborhood. Uh, it never felt unsafe to me, but I was also, very young, seven, eight years old. And there were certain rules that we had to follow, right? 
that my mother would tell us we're not allowed to play outside of our front gate period and we weren't allowed to play outside past 4 p.m as a child i never understood it we just followed the rules and then i randomly get hit with a memory of my cousins again there was a lot of us living on one property um the age gap between all of us my brother is 11 years older my oldest brother is 11 years older than me um and even my cousins were older than him so maybe between 18 and 18 years older than me i'm sorry down to a year and a half which was my sister um so there was there was just different experiences happening with different children at the time um so i say all that to say we would play this game called drive by and every time a car that the person who was chosen to pick the car color every time that car color drove by you were supposed to hide because there was a drive-by coming and that is just a very small insight into (laughs) what we experienced and i didn't understand the experience at the time but now as an adult i'm like yo what the hell we were we were going through some shit and we didn't even know it well i didn't anyways i was the youngest of all of all the children i was the last born so i didn't know Uh, and there was a major drive-by on our street i mean i think they shot for like 10 minutes straight it was like terrible (laughs) to the point where my parents took all of me and my siblings at the time and they were like get down and that memory is forever imprinted in my mind because you don't know where these gunshots were going um and then my mom was sick and tired she did what any mother would do and she looked at the penny saver i don't know if you guys remember the penny saver but it used to come in the mail and used to come to your house and you could get some crazy deals in the penny saver and she found our house um she called a realtor and they had some sort of advertisement going on my poor mother could not speak a lick of english pero como pudo le habló a este señor y le dijo que estaba cansada de vivir así y fuimos a buscar la casa and that is how we ended up in the antelope valley was because of my mom's just perseverance and her um, fear, again, there's that word, of losing her children. Later on, I, as an adult, I asked my dad, like, ¿Por qué nos movimos? Right? Because he still worked. Like, he, he stayed at that job for the last 41 years of his life. He continues to be at that job till this, till this day. <laughs> and... He says, porque yo tenía miedo que las pandillas los iban a agarrar. So we moved. 
and uh that was the beginning of just like a whole new world a new life change um that that was probably one of the craziest experiences that I can look back at and be like okay yeah my parents did what they had to do and they didn't want us to be another statistic so they took us and, and we left and we came here.